Hare Krishna. So today we are going to discuss about managing things in a harmonious Vaishnava way. Actually, it is an uh, con apparently contradictory concept that Vaishnava way and managing in a harmonious way or managing a Vaishnava, managing the Vaishnavas apparently is a contradictory concept. Because spiritual life generally used to be voluntary or like when one used to take to spiritual life, he used to leave home and either start traveling from a place of pilgrimage to another or he used to go to a solitary place and used to practice his spiritual life. But in the age of Kali, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu started the Sankirtan movement, which is a congregational endeavor, collective endeavor. Previously, it was just a one man's own life. He used to practice himself, maybe under the guidance of a guru, but that also did not kind of control him so much. It was more of a spontaneous, voluntary thing. But because Mahaprabhu not only gave the congregational chanting of Hare Krishna movement for the spiritual advancement, but he also predicted that this movement would spread all over the world. And we can see that in order to fulfill that prediction, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sent Srila Prabhupada. And one of the first thing that Srila Prabhupada did when he started to effectively spread Krishna consciousness is to establish an institution, ISKCON. And not only he established the institution, he started to spread the movement through the institution all over the world. So when there is a consideration of getting too many, so many people engaged in some activities, then there is a need for structuring it. And that structure is an institution and to run the institution effectively, there is a need for, uh, need for management. But then also, Srila uh, Prabhupada pointed out that management means control, management can mean conflict and therefore Srila Prabhupada very systematically warned his followers how to overcome those possibilities. And that's why, uh, that's what we are going to discuss today, like how Srila Prabhupada wanted us to manage. Prabhupada very clearly mentioned uh, in his letters that mm, this is the structure like the structure that Srila Prabhupada gave was that he is the head of the institution, the founder Acharya. And then there is a body of managers who would hold the institution together and execute his will are the GBCs, the governing body commissioners. And this is how Srila Prabhupada established a concept of collective management, which is also very unique in a spiritual context or in a, in, a, in a case of a spiritual progress. Because generally the in the past, they used to have one Acharya, the Guru used to be the Acharya. And then 
when he wanted to retire, he appointed another Acharya to continue his mission. But in ISKCON we see Srila Prabhupada didn't do that. Srila Prabhupada wanted us to collectively manage the institution through the governing body. And then the units of the institution of ISKCON are the temples. And the, the managers of the temples uh, are the, it's headed by the, by the temple president, then vice president, secretary, and in this way, uh, temple has a structure and Prabhupada wanted the temples to manage the institution and Prabhupada did not want the GBCs to interfere in the management. Prabhupada wanted the GBCs to just see the, that the spiritual standard is being maintained. GBCs were more or less like Prabhupada's representing, rep, representatives going around and supervising things that everything is running properly. So uh, this is the unique uh, consideration of management again Srila Prabhupada had established through his ISKCON. And today we can see how effective that institution is, how effective that concept of management that Srila Prabhupada established is. And that's why ISKCON is flourishing even after Srila Prabhupada's disappearance, even after facing so many difficulties, ISKCON is going strong because uh, ISKCON has been perfectly arranged by Srila Prabhupada and the loyal followers of Srila Prabhupada are very, very sincerely following those instructions and following the structure that Srila Prabhupada gave. So <clears throat> that's why Srila Prabhupada wanted the leaders to guide their devotees, guide their followers in such a way that the spirit is spirit of spontaneous sacrifice is fanned. The leaders must enliven and encourage devotees. Uh, in Krishna consciousness, the leaders should not try to control them, but try to motivate them. And, and that is how uh, they should actually manage. Prabhupada did not want the devotees, uh, managers to be to control too much. Because Prabhupada pointed out that the devotees are rendering voluntary service. They are not getting paid. Therefore, the, the motivation should be the criteria. That should be their incentive. That should be their uh, driving factor. And in a letter to Karandhar Prabhu, incidentally, Karandhar Prabhu was a very expert manager. He was the temple president of Los Angeles. And he was a very, very... Uh, capable devotee and Los Angeles those days was the most prominent center of ISKCON. In a letter to Karandhar Prabhu written on 22nd December 1972, Srila Prabhupada wrote, Our leaders shall be careful not to kill the spirit of enthusiastic service, which is individual and spontaneous and voluntary. They should try always to generate some atmosphere of fresh challenge to the devotees so that they will agree enthusiastically to rise and meet it. That is the art of management, to draw our spontaneous loving spirit of sacrificing some energy for Krishna. So devotees should try to spontaneously do that. And that is the, that is the responsibility that a leader has, that a good manager has. 
He knows how to motivate them, how to inspire them. And uh, in the early days, it was very obvious, it was very, very uh, prominent that Shilo, how Srila Prabhupada was motivating everyone. The devotees were going out to please Krishna. When they got to know that Srila Prabhupada appreciated book distribution, Prabhupada liked the books, liked his books to go out. The devotees went out of their way to distribute books. And when devotees got to know that Srila Prabhupada wanted Krishna consciousness movement to spread all over the world, they accepted various challenges. They went out to the remote parts of the world and started this movement. They left all these young American boys and girls, they left America and went to the different parts of the world and started to spread this movement. And why did they do that? Because of their love for Srila Prabhupada. Uh, so the ultimate driving factor, the most effective driving factor actually, is their love for the leaders. Prabhupada was the ideal leader in that way. Like he, he churned the love out of the hearts of his followers. They loved him so much that they were prepared to do anything. I mean there were letters to Srila Prabhupada where devotees were saying that when Prabhupada was sick in Vrindavan, devotees used to write to him that I, we, I want to give my lifespan for you to continue. Uh, which means that I am prepared to die so that you can live. Uh, this is the kind of spirit that the devotees developed those days. And in another letter to Bali Mardan, uh, Srila Prabhupada is showing the similar kind of uh, spirit. It is for, you, for, uh, it is for your daring and active nature I have chosen you to represent me as GBC man for the Southeast Asian zone. So here we can see how Prabhupada is encouraging him. That it is for your daring and active nature. Because you are ready to accept challenges. That's why I have given you the position of a GBC. Srila Prabhupada wanted the managers, the leaders, to be tactful and at the same time respectful. Devotees should be dealt with in a very, very respectful way. Prabhupada pointed out time and time again that, look, they are rendering voluntary service. They have come here to help me. Therefore, don't deal with them in a uh, disrespectful manner. And when you are dealing with them and motivating them, be very tactful. Like motivate them, inspire them, encourage them, and if necessary, yeah, give provide challenges that this will and make help them to rise up to that challenge. And uh, when uh, Hansuduta in one of his letters to Srila Prabhupada mentioned that he was being tactful and respectful, Prabhupada appreciated that, and he wrote to him. That, uh, that you will you'll be tactful and respectful in your dealings uh, is very encouraging. That should, that should be the motto of all GBCs. Every GBC should learn how to be respectful and 
tactful to get things done. Be tolerant and if there is any difficulty, rectify it. All our men have volunteered good service. So the background is goodwill. So everything should be done on the basis of goodwill. And in another letter to Upendra Prabhu, Srila uh, Prabhupada mentioned, we must always remember that the leaders in charge of a temple must learn to successfully deal with the other persons there. So this is the the this is what is expected from the temple presidents that uh, that they should learn to successfully deal with other persons those who are engaged in the temple in various activities they should also be careful how they deal with the people that come to the temple also no one is working as a paid servant so if the dealings are not friendly everyone will decide to leave. The leader of the temple must try always to be sober and tolerant and at the same time manage everything nicely. Please continue to try and cultivate this talent and I know you'll be given all intelligence to do this. So this is another very, very important thing that we must remember that if we try to render our service sincerely, then Krishna will give us the intelligence. Krishna will facilitate us to execute our missions properly. And in another letter to Janaki Mataji, Prabhupada wrote, if you show a little disturbance in our own camp, that will not be very good example. Therefore, everyone should be forbearing, tolerant and cooperative. Because uh, if the devotees conflict, that will create a very bad image of our institution. Uh, especially in countries like India, where they know the Vedic culture, when they see that the devotees, the sadhus are fighting, they become very, very discouraged. Because they know that the sadhus are tolerant, the sadhus are humble, the, the sadhus are forgiving, so why the sadhus are fighting? So here, the more advanced devotee must cultivate this uh, attitude and tolerate a less advanced devotee. Not just the conflict takes place when, both, uh, when one comes to the same level of the other person. Like for example, a senior person, when he sees that the junior has behaved in an inappropriate way, or a junior is acting uh, rather uh, in an undesirable way, the senior takes it upon himself to correct him. He doesn't get into a conflict with him. Or where there is a conflict of interest, the senior devotee should tolerate that situation with the understanding that the other, other devotee is a junior one, therefore he should be tolerated. So, uh, the next point that Srila Prabhupada point indicated or reminded us to be careful about or follow the standard is that being careful not to act beyond one's jurisdiction. So, different individuals have their areas of functioning like or their respective roles, so to say. 
A GVC, according to Srila Prabhupada, has a certain role to play. They have certain responsibilities to execute. And uh, if, uh, and at the same time, the temple presidents also have their respective roles to play. So that's why, uh, like every, when everybody plays his respective role, then everything will go on smoothly. And Prabhupada pointed out very emphatically that the GBCs are not meant to get into hands-on management. The temples should not be managed by the GBCs. The temple should be managed by the temple president and his team, consisting of temple vice president and secretary and so forth. And nowadays we have developed a consideration or concept of temple council because the temples have become large the various operations are there there are various departments so it is not just the temple president and one or two of his uh, subordinates like the vice president and the temple secretary but now we have a broader concept so anyway uh, these are the practical consideration and in these areas uh, Prabhupada allowed the devotees to develop but Prabhupada made it very, very clear that the GBCs should not be involved in temple management. The GBCs' responsibility is to see that the, the temple is running smoothly, the spiritual standard is being maintained, the devotees in the temple are happy, the temple president is managing them nicely, and if there is any need, the GBC is there as uh, the elder brother or uh, superior leader to give them the help. And personally I have noticed that the temples generally need to help from the GBCs apart from being guided in the spiritual platform. Like they need the support of men and money. So if the GBCs provide that to the temples uh, and not interfere, rather help the temple president uh, and the other temple managers, then the devotees will appreciate uh, their contribution and function in a, as the loyal subordinates with full, full of respect. And in this respect, Prabhupada gives the example of Jai and Vijay uh, and the four Kumaras. Here it is uh, a very wonderful example that Jai Vijay as gatekeepers, they are guarding the gates of Vaikuntha. And here the four Kumaras came to see the Lord with all their love for the Lord and dedication and devotion to the Lord. And when they were stopped by the gatekeepers, they were uh, very, very upset and they cursed. Cursed in the sense they pointed out that you are not qualified to be in that position. Uh, so you are not, uh, you cannot continue as a gatekeeper of Vaikuntha. You fall down to the earth planet. And so this is how uh, the conflict actually takes place and Prabhupada wanted us to avoid that kind of possibilities. Like in a way both of them seems to be right apparently. Uh, both are serving uh, the Lord with their good intentions. Uh, the gatekeepers are, are gatekeepers are keeping the gate and uh, the Kumaras when they are obstructed they were upset. 
Now here we have to see what was the reason for the conf conflict between such uh, pure souls. Uh, apparently, both of the, all the all six of them are uh, pure spirit souls. They are in the spiritual sky. But the, conf the but the problem is, the gatekeepers did not judge the Kumaras according to their devotion but according to their external appearance which is an apparent material consideration that huh, you are so children why naked children what are you doing here get lost get out of here but if he, if they saw the spirit of their heart their the intention of their heart their devotion in their heart uh, then they wouldn't have obstructed them and that's why the kumaras uh, consider that these people, uh, these two individuals are not qualified to be the gatekeepers of Vaikuntha because they are judging from a materialistic consideration, not from the spiritual consideration. So uh, we must learn to see things from spiritual consideration, from spiritual perspective. The leaders must see things from the spiritual perspective and their followers also, the devotees also should be trained and motivated to become engaged from the spiritual perspective.